0: Hello baseball fans, welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast where we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and it is now the 10th day of November 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm sitting cross-legged on my bed. I, in all honesty, it is the morning of of the 9th of November 2016 that I'm recording this. Um, I just wanted to take this opportunity to turn a microphone on and hear where my brain would go. Every once in a while I do this in the field of baseball. If something happened, a great World Series game, a tremendous trade, a, a the death of someone And I think that sometimes it's a unique opportunity to record what you're thinking, what you're feeling, visceral thoughts that you may have that you could basically put in the proverbial time capsule. And I was really really thinking that I was going to be posting a few evergreen podcasts, but the fact of the matter is I'm not going to. Um, The Election happened last night, and it probably is still going to be the dominant topic of conversation um, by the time this lands on on the uh, Stitcher and SoundCloud and Sound and iTunes and all the Podbean, all the places this podcast appears on. And I, I, I promise, I'm not going to get political. Because there's too much politics. I promise to not get my own personal feelings, although uh, the fact that you can hear that I'm not uh, jumping up and down uh, may give you a hint of where I lean politically. But I want to just say a couple of quick things. Uh, I had It's strange that I had a few people write to me last night, Jason Keitel, um, who is a a frequent guest of this podcast and um, someone who I I have immense respect for and everything. And a diehard Yankee fan. Uh, We probably don't see eye to eye on everything politically, but that doesn't matter. I still respect him. He respects me. Um, I know he has a, a, a good brain in his head and a good heart in his chest and the best intentions and love for country and 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 a love for people of all races and colors and creeds and he's he is a a very good man and he wrote to me and he started talking about kind of comparing the the clinton loss to things like the 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 indians this year dropping the 3-1 series lead or the 78 Red Sox or the 2004 Yankees Um, and I I immediately, you know, because it's a chance to talk baseball, I took the bait a little bit uh, and I said, I don't think the Indians choked. Despite the fact that they had a three games to one lead and the final two games were in their home I have a hard time saying that they choked for two reasons. First of all the Cubs were a better team. The fact that they are up three games to one was kind of startling, uh, and the other thing is that they came back so intensely when they were just getting their 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 faces smashed in in Game Seven that they came back to tie it and force extra innings and be one swing away from winning it all. Uh, I don't call that a choke. I thought I think that's a team that maybe played above its head in the first four games and and left everything out on the field. Uh, I said I think the 78 Red Sox is a bigger choke than the 2004 Yankees because of how long it was. It was a sustained collapse as opposed to 2004 with the Yankees where it was a four-game spurt for the Red Sox. It was really a month-long decline with one burst at the end to force the playoff and then drop in the playoff. He disagreed and said that it was the 2004 Yankees that were the biggest choke, and and we'll have to agree to disagree or or understand that there are two different kinds there. But I also felt that it's... I, I don't like to compare sports and something that happens in the real world, like politics. You know, when... I remember Eddie Pepitone, the wonderful comedian said that when the Yankees won the World Series in 2000 and they had just won their third straight, he said he kept he checked his available balance to see, wait, shouldn't I have more money in my account? Shouldn't I have a better job? I don't understand. The Yankees just won the World Series again. And because it is a distraction. It is. You know, you could be, I mean, if you're living in Chicago, you just had the greatest couple of weeks of baseball in your life and you hug your grandparents and everything and you you cry for those who didn't get to see it i remember 04 but eventually you get on with your life the people in cleveland are so devastated by the end of that world series and are clinging to their dvds of the or their, their the video downloads of the cavaliers championship and they go on with their life an election has real consequences positive and negative you know whatever you think of the last 8 years with obama or the previous 8 years with bush or the previous 8 years with president clinton going back and back and back right up until the federalist papers were written you the the events of those Presidencies have a impact on people's real lives, and it could be positive. It could be negative. It could be positive. What happens under President Trump? Uh, It could be negative. The last eight years under Obama could have had positive or negative effects on you, and so on and so on and forth and back through time. And so I don't like to equate the two. There's also something almost glib and cynical and, and and I think almost part of the problem, not that Jason, you're listening to the show, I'm not calling you part of the problem. You understand? I get why you asked me that and I know you well enough to understand the, the humor and trying to find the light in what was a very strange night. I get that. But that there is a difference between what affects our lives and what entertains us. There is a difference between the thing that we get passionate about that is essentially a distraction and the thing that we get passionate about that has consequences. And so I think that sometimes there is a conflation of that. And this is coming from a guy who talks about baseball 365 days a year. And I get it. Believe me, you'll find few people more distracted by something like a ball game than me. I mean, I've always joked that the, that the most productive day I have every year is the day after the World Series ends because I realized, man, I spent so much time thinking about the playoffs and the games before and afterwards. I think the few times in my life, the, the six times in my life that I can't say that, that, that sort of thinking about the, the game and everything like that keeps going on have been the times when my team, the Boston Red Sox, have won the World Series the three times, and also when the San Francisco Giants which are my favorite national team, which are my dad's team. And I've been able to witness a couple of those World Series up close. And that being a wonderful thing. But most of the times, the Royals won last year, the Cubs won this year, Cardinals winning in 11, the Yankees winning in 09, the Phillies winning in 08, and back and back and forth to the Federalist Papers. The World Series ends. I kind of take a moment to step back and review it, think about it, and then I move on with my life. And it's so funny that so often there are two other things that happen shortly afterwards. I have another great distraction, and that's the Academy Awards. I used to be... I still follow the Academy Awards very closely, but um, probably more closely than most of you. Uh, I I used to follow it even closer, which is bizarre, but um, I always managed to see all the, the major nominated films because I get into it, because that's a fun distraction. And that usually Oscar movie season usually starts up around November when the World Series ends. But also, I started thinking about It's a strange feeling when you have the World Series ending in the presidential election so close on its heels. I don't mean to expose Eddie Pepitone here, but Eddie Pepitone is to the left of me. And in that year when the Yankees won their third straight world championship, in 2000, the election that was the, the absolute mess of the 2000 election, which resulted in the Florida recount and the dangling chads and all this other, the butterfly ballots and everything like that, that was one right after another. When the Red Sox won the World Series in 2004, it wasn't just, it was almost immediately afterwards that it was Bush versus Kerry. I remember the, I was in New York City in 1996 when the Yankees won the World Series, and then shortly afterwards was Clinton Dole. And of course, you know, there was the rain delay and the craziness of the Tampa Bay-Philadelphia series and how long will the rain delay last and everything like that. And then shortly after that, Obama was elected over McCain-Palin. The last time the there was a presidential election, I was in West Virginia. In fact, I was doing a Solid Baseball Daily podcast. That's how, that's how long... This podcast has been going on. And Obama beat Romney very shortly after the Giants swept the Detroit Tigers. It's strange how these come on each other one right after another. And they seem like two very separate events. They seem almost light years apart. But let me just go here for a second. I'm going to look something up. So I have something as a frame of reference to what I'm talking about here. Bush-Gore was 12 days after the end of the 2000 World Series. And bush Kerry was 5 days, 6 days, after the Red Sox won the 2004 World Series. Those seem like they took place months apart months. And yet, they came one right after another. A bizarre compartmentalizing of how we look at our, our life and how we look at the major events. You would think as a Red Sox fan, it would feel strange that those two events came upon one right after another. One has real consequences to us. The other does not. Unless, of course, you're a player on the team or something like that. Then, of course, it does. But in the end, it's a distraction. In the end, it's something that acts as a diversion. In the end, it doesn't really matter to us in terms of our daily lives. Except it's the thing that gives us happiness. It's the thing that gives us a respite. It's a thing that gives us something to... Cheer or something to feel good about or to feel collectively feel badly about. It's a good place to get your anger out. It's a good place to get your happiness out. And I suppose I have to bring up that first point. I have said on this podcast before that one of the constructive elements of baseball is it gives the fan. A constructive Outlet for anger A constructive Outlet for Being Pissed at things If you're pissed at the pitching staff You're pissed at the manager You're pissed at this hitter was isn't hitting well You're mad at the umpire That's a good Thing to do That's a good outlet to have Because you shouldn't bottle in all your anger there have been people who have been mad these last eight years and i'm sure some of them listen to this podcast and i got news for you there are going to be people mad the next four years at least and some of them are going to listen to the podcast and notice what i just said there are people who listen to this who i know for a fact pulled the lever for Trump, and I know people pulled the lever for Clinton, and God help us, some of them voted for third-party candidates. Well, there you go. But if you're both listening to this, that means that there is something in common. There is something in common that we have in this divided country there is this something that we have in common in this country that just seems so confused right now some were confused why obama was elected some are confused why trump is elected but can we understand a couple of meeting points that we have that there's there's a venn diagram where there's some things that we can express happiness and anger some things we can express joy and hate Towards the same thing and have it be something that isn't someone's religion, someone's race, someone's ideology, someone's gender, someone's gender identity, someone's sexual orientation, someone's country of origin. What if it's a hat? Now, I'm not saying I want fights. I think fights are stupid, physical fights. I'm talking about if you see me wearing a Red Sox hat, and there's a really, really good chance that you will if you see your past Sully, and you want to yell at me, Red Sox suck. Or if I see a Yankee hat, I want to say something disparaging to the Yankees. If I'm up here in the Bay Area and someone's wearing a Giants hat, now the person's a Dodger fan, someone's an Indian fan, they see a Cub hat, I don't care what it is. If you want to get your anger out, get it out there. If you want to get some frustration out, get it out there, not physically. Remember, your right to swing your fist ends at the other person's nose. So don't make it violent. Don't make it physical. But if you need something that is a commonplace of happiness and anger, joy and sorrow, Frustration and exaltation. Let's find the things that we all can enjoy and maybe build from there to not vilify everybody because that's my first instinct as well. But I don't want that to be this show. I want this show to be the absolute true meaning of a respite. This is common ground. And the common ground is not always going to be expressed by holding hands and saying, we shall overcome. Or I'm proud to be an American because at least I know I'm free. Sometimes it can be expressed at a really bad call or a pitcher who stunk. So... What I'm saying is, as I now stood up from my bed, so I'm going to have to go to work because I have a real life too. This is not my main source of income. The Sully Baseball Daily Podcast empire is growing, but hasn't grown that much. But the fact of the matter is this. Find the common grounds. And it's not going to be clear right away. And there's going to be pain. And there's going to be unrest and there's going to be points where the two sides may not find what it may look like the two sides may never get together. That's true. But find the little things. And if one of them is this show, great. If one of them is the love for baseball, terrific. This is what I pledge to you. I did a podcast for every single day of between the 2012 election and the 2016 election. Once Trump is inaugurated, I'll have done the entire second term of President Obama and moving forward into the first term of the next presidency. And I will make my opinions known, and some people may think. I may go on a politically correct rant. They never will be a politically correct rant. They'll be my feelings. They'll be my thoughts. But you will always have a safe place here. You will always have a place of common ground. We need to find these islands. We need to find these points. And that way, in four years, and I'm still doing this podcast in four years, we'll be better than we are right now. And maybe we'll see a couple of cool World Series along the way. So, with that in mind, go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, Scribe iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. The music is Ted by Ted Tacker and Patrick Kalisky. This was visceral thoughts from your pal Sully. Quite frankly, I don't even know what I just said. But I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.